Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. It's me, the DRE Chef Day Cuisine, coming at you again with the recipe menu Monday on Intentional Talk Radio Network. Be sure to listen to all the great podcasts of this nation, including mine. Uh, anywhere that you listen to your favorite top podcast, you can listen live now at itrnradio.com. We also have a text line number, 682-710-1101. That's 682-710-1101. So if you're listening to it live, if you're listening to it later, you can still send messages. Make sure you reference the show menu Mondays with Chef Dre Blast. Blasting game and, uh, man, just, just, just flat out excited to be here. Um, there's some incredible other great podcasters that are on intentional talk radio. And, uh, I always want to, you know, highlight one of my, 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 my fellow people. You know, when we get in here last time, you know, uh, I was out last week, not feeling too well, but I'm back this week. And, you know, before it was, um, you know, Dr. Keisha. So I want to talk about Kenny Hendricks and Colette show, uh, that comes on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, Change Matters. Change Matters is an incredible show that's highlighted by the, you know, the, the station's owners, uh, Kenny Hendricks and Colette Williams. And, um, they tackle a lot of the topics that deal with the community, how to enrich the community and how to build the community to be better. And they come on every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which would be, um, seven central, eight Eastern standard time. So if you have an opportunity to chime in with them on Tuesdays, I mean, we've got, uh, man, over a dozen other great podcasters on this station. So if you're listening to this, you love my show, you're going to love everybody else that's on this show as well. And speaking of, of Kenny and Colette with their show, Change Matters that comes on on Tuesdays, um, ITR, uh, network is also partnered with uh Win, which is the Window International Network. And uh Saturday, November 5th, uh, we'll be uh, hosting a telethon to raise money for food and educational materials. Um, it's gonna be spearheaded by Beverly Tucker and her team, because they'll be traveling to the South Sudan uh December 7th through the 15th, I believe. Um and and we'll be taking much needed food and educational materials. Now, their goal is to raise 66000 to support over 900 students and 60 teachers in Dubai, South Sudan, over the over those three months from December until. And the goal of the Wynn Foundation is to educate 1 million South Sudanese in the near future. Now, the telethon will be from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. I believe that is specific time. So it's four, four to eight central, five to nine eastern. And the goal is to raise 66,000 again, uh, which will make a substantial impact on the lives and the recipients for the generosity. So they could definitely lose your support. So if you feel spirit led, if you got some extra capital, if you, if you're looking for something to donate to November 5th, uh, starting at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. We'll be having that telephone right here on itrnradio.com. So you can go right there to it. We'll also be broadcasting on the YouTube page as well. So let's make history. Let's be a part of this team. Let's be a part of donating to this uh, to make a difference in the lives of a thousand plus people and be a part of a journey to help the people in the South Sudan you know, uh, with that. And if you can't, you know, donate monetarily, man, your prayers, your thoughts, um, sharing this information with somebody else that will love to donate as well would be an incredible, incredible help. So we thank you so much, uh, you know, for being here. And uh, man, I think this is like episode 63. I can't believe, I can't believe, but you know, it always surprises me when I look at what the the next um the next uh five PM uh Pacific time. Thank you, Kiana. So six Eastern, sorry, six central, seven eastern. So make sure you know that and check out the website. You can get all the information on there as well. And like I said, episode sixty-three, I'm 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 excited. It started during 
um, you know, the second half of, of, of the pandemic it is continued in 2020. And I've been embraced wholeheartedly by Intentional Talk Radio. I'm glad to be here. You know, I'm praying, you know, they, they, they drop us into some syndication or we get picked up by a huge network. So anybody listening to this, you know, uh, join in prayer with me, Father God, amen, that, uh, that this will happen because it will catapult and take us to another level, another platform to be able to really get the message out about, you know, um, you know, people of color, you know, really building, even though, you know, we're building it for all people. You know, ours is driven for our people first because everybody knows you can't take care of somebody else until you take care of you first, right? You always got to start with you. If you're in the best of health, it's easier to take care of the unhealthy, right? If you're in the best of wealth, it's easier to take care of the unwealthy, right? And so if you're able to do that, you know, you should do it and just, you know, partner with us in building you know, in building this, this incredible network, taking it to leaps and bounds. We're in 50 plus countries, you know, we're on Spotify. We own my, my, my most popular one so far, I think has been Amazon, uh, Amazon music. I, I didn't know so many people listen to me on Amazon music, but, uh, I'm thankful for it to be on Amazon music. So not complaining about that. All right. So with today's show, you know, the show is always about health and wealth. Health and wealth is the future of my people. Who are my people? You listening to this. And, and, and I speak to that because here recently, you know, I've had an incredible experience um, dealing with um, my own sickness. You know, I got, I got sick to the point where I actually had to go to, uh, you know, urgent care and urgent care ran, I don't know, maybe about 10 tests and they couldn't find anything wrong, but I still didn't feel well. You know, and and I was like, why am I sick? But all my vitals look great. Um, many of you may or may not know, you know, I'm I'm type two diabetic. And um and so because I have underlying issues, you know, a simple cold or a simple fever or temperature too low, you know, I gotta I gotta go in and 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 be seen, right? You know, ten years ago before I had diabetes, you know, I'd have just toughed it out, took some NyQuil slept it off, I'd have been fine. But because of the underlying illnesses, it could be something that's hiding. So again, I go to the emergency room. They do all the tests, urinalysis, and they did everything but blood work, right? Found nothing. My heart rate was good. My, my pulse was good. Blood pressure is good. It's like everything is perfect. And I was like, well, maybe I'm making this up in my head, right? And so, uh, you know, the more I dive deeper, you know, into it, um, it could be any number of things. I thought maybe it was stress and I started uh, anal uh, analyzing, you know, the stress in my life and, you know, started talking to my different friends and asking questions. It really took some relaxed time. And last week was probably one of the busiest weeks that we've had in the month of October. I mean, we literally had, I don't know, probably about 10 plus caterings and then got uh, um, two two more additional uh, contracts that were put in there and some that are on the table. So it, it was a busy week on top of not feeling well. So well to the point that I couldn't even do my show because I was actually at the urgent care. That's the only reason because if I went to urgent care, my sick self was going to come do this show as if many of us over the years be sick and still go to work because you got to feed your family, you know, something bigger than you. But I want you to really pay attention to your body telling you what's wrong. Really pay attention to those small little quirks that happen to you that you'll have, you know, I mean, a mysterious bump pop up or you get a cut and you realize that you didn't even know you had to cut for like two or three days because your body is telling you to 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 be aware. A lot of times when we, we deal with that, we only deal with, you know, the mental or the things that are on the surface that we can't see, but the body is actually talking to you on a regular basis. All these these pains and illnesses that we may have, or you know, you wake up sometimes stiff, or you wake up and you, you know, you you you, you your legs are swollen, your back is tight, and you know, it's the body alerting you of something going on. It's the body telling you, "Hey, I need you to pay attention," and you really have to dig deep into the few days before you experience this pain, so that you can see what it could possibly be. Right. Sometimes it's something as simple as dehydration and you just need to get hydrated. Right. Drink you some more water. Go get you some salt water. You know, if you have to go commercial, grab you some Powerade, some Gatorade, 
Um, they have adult Pedialyte. I don't know if you knew that, you know, and they have an adult electrolyte to put your electrolytes back very quickly into the body. It could be something as simple as that. It could be something as, you know, as, as serious as a kidney disease, you know, um, your, your kidneys are found in the, in the back part of the body. And that's usually where the pain is. And most people will just play it off as, as back pain versus, you know, versus something that's affecting the kidneys, something not properly working. And so in, in, in going forward, I want everybody to really take some time to pay attention to the pains, the hurts, the issues, the aches that happen to you, no matter what age you are, um, because it's, it's important that you check with your doctor, you ask your doctor, at least from a scientific number standpoint, what it is, and then also explore it in the spiritual. Because I realized the more I kept telling myself I was sick, the sicker I got. And um, I was watching a, a a short clip earlier today from from my favorite hip hop artist KRS One, and he said, um, "There's you need to be equipped with a gun, a G U N, God, universe, and nature." And I thought that was extremely powerful when he said that because he he was he was speaking from the from the perspective of colonizers. Um, manipulating the minds of people of color and then furthering it to manipulate the minds of everybody that was poor, not just the people of color, to put into a system where they could profit. And he said one thing that was extremely powerful is that all these people that we say are oppressors or holding us down or, you know, control this system, none of them, and he said none of them can control God, the universe, or nature. And I was watching another clip that said, you know, humans are the only people on the planet that pay to live here. Oh, I'm going to let that sink in for people listening. Humans are the only species on the planet that pays to live here. I also maybe take a different look at the homeless. The homeless actually might have the right, <laughs> the right view of living with nature because nature will take care of you. You know, uh, my, my, my daughter, um, <laughs> my daughter, you know, um, she's, she's my resident tree hugger, you know, shout out to DeAndre Nate. She's my resident tree hugger and me and her were walking, uh, when we were together down in Houston, she literally, you know, hugged the tree and loved on it, even though she's got a fear of bugs. It's the weirdest thing, but you know, she's a nay. She made me really just appreciate the fact that, you know, plants are alive. It made me really think, <laughs> I will, Kiana. Um, it made me really think, you know, about, that, that, that phrase of God, universe and nature, right? That's the gun that we're equipped with. You know, we have our spiritual power, right? We have the, you know, the universe, um, karma, you know, the spectrum, whatever you want to call it. And then we have nature who provides us with, you know, beautiful things regularly, no matter how much we mess this up or mess ourselves up. You know, nature doesn't need us to survive and, Plants are living entities, you know, they, they're alive. I think I've said this once on the show, anytime that God comes up with a plant that eats protein, you know, we've got to respect the fact that plants are alive and pay more attention to it. So back to paying attention to your body and your health, just like nature changes seasons and gives you inklings of change to come. You know, like when you leave from summer to fall, the well, most places the weather gets cooler, the, you know, the plants start changing colors. It's giving you an indication of change, right? And so your indication of change is things that are happening in your body. You know, the, the, the small little pains that could be happening, um, you know, in your chest and your arm and your neck, you know, we'll take those things for granted, right? Pay attention to it. Maybe talk with your doctor, maybe do some research. I mean, you've got Google, you know, at, at least, you know, I'm going to say at least 50% of the stuff you find on Google, you could probably apply and be true, you know, but you have access to do better. And it really brings me to the point of what happened this past weekend. Um, this past weekend, um, I had an opportunity and, and some leaders of my, my, my congregation to sit with a guest uh, minister that was coming to our church, um, Suber. And, um, you know, Super gave us a, um, a word about reset. And he said, it's, it's not a reset as in a back to the original factory settings, 
but a reset into something new. And he had a gifting of, 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 of healing. And he talked a lot about the nature and the universe contributing to that because we have that power that God has given us and we don't accept it or love on it. Like we have the power of healing, you know, not only in our hands, but in our thoughts and prayers. And we don't apply it because of our lack of faith. Right. And a lot of times we have the, 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 the lack of faith in a lot of things, but then we'll have a hundred percent faith in things that we know nothing about. And when I say pay attention to your body, you got a faith that you're going to get better, but maybe you should check it out and figure out what's wrong. Okay. So back to what I was talking about with faith and how this deals with the body directly. <clears throat> when you think about faith, right? And in this service, it, it, it turned at the end into a healing service since people came up and asked for prayer. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, you know, it is possible because it's happened before, you know, the, the, the dead risen. And, you know, um, even when I see doctors and, you know, they put the, the electrical machine, I don't know why I can't think of the name of it right now, but when they, um, put the, the paddles on the chest to bring somebody back to life, you know, even though they're using a, 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 a physical defibrillator. Thank you. Even though they're using a physical machine to bring somebody back to life, you know, they're bringing somebody back to life. So if they could do that with a man-made machine, why would our God be any less to be able to do it from our own spoken word and from our hands, right? He gave us enough knowledge to create a machine that could shock the heart, shock the heart, you know, this battery that we call our, you know, our life, and be able to bring somebody from death back to life. Why couldn't we do it in the in the power of our hands and healing and thoughts? And so um, it was a couple of people that, you know, saw significant, you know, changes in their pain, if not gone away. And they post about it and, and told people, you know, of the goodness. And, you know, I realized something in watching that. I said, it's the faith of the person, you know, not the person, not the not the faith of the person saying you can be healed, but the faith of the person to believe that they can be healed, right? And of course, you got to believe that you're a healer. And in the turn, the person you talk to got to believe that they can be healed. And so when you talk about this faith journey in your body, especially mental stability, when you look at faith, just put in perspective some of the things that we put our faith in that we know nothing about, okay? The first thing I'm going to start with that was that was monumental to me, and it had happened when I was coming off I-30. I was heading to um, Arlington, Texas, and I was taking I-30 West. And if anybody know anything about downtown Dallas, I-30 West and that whole corridor right there is pretty tough. And so um, we were at a at a stop, and there was a car that was stalled, and it was only one lane, so we we were stopped for quite a bit of time. And I'm on this bridge. Um, connecting the two freeways together. Large trucks are coming by and rumbling and, you know, the ground began to quake and shake, right? And I, it just clicked to me right at that moment. I was like, oh my goodness. I put faith in this bridge. I don't even know who built it. I have more faith in this bridge than I do in some of the people in my life. I have more faith in this bridge than some of the things that I do in myself. Because I got on this bridge, not knowing who the engineers were, you know, in Texas is a joke that the Aggies created the, um, the, the, uh, expressway system. And that's why it's all messed up in Texas. Right. But I don't know who created that. I don't know who built it. I don't know where the materials come from. I don't know its sturdiness, but I had faith in it because I did with no background. And see, we need to have that kind of faith with building our health and our wealth and dealing with our families. Just imagine the things that we expect to be a certain way. Like when we go inside buildings and we open the door, we expect that door to either open in or open out. We don't expect it to fall off on you. We don't expect it to break. We don't expect it to be stuck or be locked. We expect the door to be open. And we put more faith in that than we do in the little quirks in our body trying to tell us something is wrong. We put more faith in that than we do in people that are trying to give us advice to go the right way. And in, in, in that thought process, the same thing is, you know, we should have that same faith in nature. 
We should have the same faith in the universe. We should have the same faith in God. And we don't. And that's why we deal with some of the sicknesses in our body that we do because we don't speak life over it. And this goes all the way back to the beginning when I was talking about the fact that I kept telling people I was sick and I don't feel well. You know, um, what I should have been saying is, you know, that I was healed. Right. And even if the healing wasn't instantaneous, I need to say it to the point where I have the faith built up to believe that I am healed. And a lot of the issues that we deal with, because, you know, this the, the, the show is about health and wealth, we deal with internally. And we try to blame external factors for the situation that we're in. And even if those external factors are truth, we still have our own truth in fixing it. Because we have examples on being better. We've had examples of people reversing type 2 diabetes like I've had. I've seen people, you know, read stories about people that no longer need insulin for type 1 diabetes. People that have been healed from cancer. I saw a little video earlier today um, about a doctor that was curing cancer in the in the early uh, um, 1900s to 1920 and um, was jailed a hundred times, you know, for healing people with natural um items and herbs, you know, and 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 he was jailed over a hundred times, had to move his facility four times, and you know, the, the the big companies at that time just wanted to buy him out for his cancer research to cure cancer. And it's like I've always said about diseases here on earth, if it was created here on earth, there's a there's a um a healing for it here on earth, or there's a, an antidote for it here on earth, you know, similar to when you think about snakes, you know, the snake's venom, you know, most of the time the, the anti-venom is the, is the same venom. So it's, it's, you, you have an opportunity inside of you as, as a, as, as, as a human to really have that faith built up where you can make significant change. Kiana, go ahead. I see your hand. Hey, yeah. So hey, 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 everybody. Uh, this is Kiana, the uh, ITRN showrunner and uh, producer. And Andre, I'm glad you're back with us and feeling better. And welcome back, good buddy. Well, well, thank you. I always enjoy when the station. Pre- okay, I'm gonna put this out here while she, uh, uh, you know, gets her monologue together. This is gonna be awesome, right? <laughs> uh, she's the station producer and showrunner. And she's been doing her best, and I have to applaud her. It's true. <laughs> or not speaking as much as she wants, because that was a goal of hers. I told her I wanted to come on my show and speak as much as she wants. You cannot speak on everybody else's show. Shout out to other podcasters. This is no shade to you. But <laughs> she's been speaking on my show probably since she took over for Kenny <laughs> uh, as the producer of this particular show. Mm-hmm. But she's always insightful. She always has a, a different perspective, and I and, and I love the balance that she brings um, because I'm a different perspective kind of person. Like I can understand your perspective. Mm-hmm. Can you understand mine? Yes. That's a, that's that's kind of the um, the back and forth conversations I have with people. But Kiana, you've got a comment. I know it's going to be powerful. You go right ahead. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yes, and I definitely understand your perspective. I'm glad we have that that balance um, and that alignment. Um, but yeah, so to your points about the words that you use to describe whatever it is that you're living at the moment, um, I think there's something very real to that. When you talk about language and you do the etymology of particular languages, the English langu- language in particular is is a combination of uh, two to three different languages. And when you think about the way that we speak, it formats our psychology. And it also formats how your spirit is supposed to respond as well. Um, and so we have this thing that we understand in, in, in English. It's called spelling. Well, when you spell something, you're, you're, you're telling people how to write a word what the word is, what it's just sound, where the sounds need to go, you're spelling the word, the word the, T-H-E. Well, when we think about the, the, the letter T, the sound that we make is also a word. So 
we we like letter Z. So it's a word. S. Those are words. Words are sounds that have embedded meaning. Um, when you couple the etymology of the English language with other languages, um, particularly those that are not Latin based, um, you come you, you find really interesting uh, psychology that goes along with those languages. And what I mean by that is, in uh, some ways, it's almost uh, speaking to, for instance, uh, Twi, which is spoken in parts of Nigeria and Ghana, um, Swahili, Kiswahili. Those languages are forward motion types of languages, meaning they say directly what they mean. Um, if they're going to use, if they're going to talk about the sun, they talk about the sun directly. Um, not the reverse of the sun, kind of, kind of yielding to the idea of the sun. They speak directly to the sun, um, or your name means literally whatever they decide that it means. Whereas in our language, we kind of have to, we have words like sick, but then we have to find the word healing, <clears throat> healing, health, well. We have to go back and try to find those words to redirect our energies. So I think mm -hmm. it's very wise of you to point that out because we really, the way we've been taught to talk about our conditions in this life, conditions meaning good, bad, whatever we're experiencing, for some reason we've been taught to think about them in a negative context. So a context that kind of is almost like upstream from nature. Nature has a particular stream, a particular course, direction. But we sometimes have to try to remember that direction in order to stay in alignment with it Where when we're talking about the words that we use. Um, but in other mm -hmm. languages, they're right in line with the natural course. Those languages, those sounds are directly not extracted, but they're directly aligned with the flows of nature, the wind, the anything, the the stars, all of the certain languages. I'll give you more examples later on, but I just wanted to make this point um, that these languages, it's really important to understand the language that you speak. However many you speak, it's important to understand the history of these languages and who created it. It's just really important to do the etymology because language is action. It's what, whatever you, whatever you think you speak, it is. So mm -hmm. I just wanted to kind of add that in there to your point. Yeah. I mean, because it, what you're saying is a hundred percent true. You know, I, I, I tell people I've read in, I don't know, at least seven or eight of some historical religious religious texts from different religions, you know, not just Christianity, but also um, in Judaism and, you know, in, in Muslim and, and in Hebrew. And all of the books do talk about, you know, uh, the tongue gives life, right? Um, you yeah. know, in the Christian Bible is definitely life is in the power of the tongue. Yeah. Right. That's and right. so when you, when, when you think about this on a, on a global scale, not just looking at it from a religious standpoint, if you've got multiple different backgrounds uh, and religions and different beliefs, um, you know, going from, from, I mean, from Buddha to, to the, to the Jinn to, you know, Christ, and they're all saying something similar, you know, you kind of got to take heed and pay attention to that. Um, because we were lied to as kids when they say sticks and stones may break bones, but words that never hurt me. You know, words develop you, words build you up and words can tear you down. Right. Mm -hmm. And when, when, when we're going through situations, when we put more fuel into the negative portion of the situation, situation, it adds additional stress to the body. Right. It adds additional stress to the mind. It adds more to the negative energy around you because energy is real. And I've said this on the show, E equals MC squared. Everybody knows mm -hmm. energy equals mass and sound squared and sound squared. And what does that mean in a, in a literal sense? That means everything that we do, we're connected. It's an energy. It's a, it's a, it's a circle revolving, you know, example I've been telling people about it is like, you know, how, 
how, you know, you'd be like, somebody must be talking about me because my ears are burning, yep. right? <laughs> that old wives tale type stuff. Well, uh, nine times out of 10, if not 99% of the time, somebody is. And you'll get that call or you think about somebody and they'll call you or send you a message or you'll get an email or a picture pop up of them because that's the way that energy is. It flows and words produce energy. Right. So when you're sick and you continue to tell people, you know, I'm sick or I'm not feeling well, then guess what? You're adding more fuel to it. And I learned that last week because when I went to the doctor and he told me, you know, for, for I told everybody, I said, the doctor told, basically told me I was crazy. Now, the doctor did not say that, right? But that's what I told people. I said, the doctor told me I was crazy because it, it, all my vitals say I'm fine. I just don't feel well, right? And I started speaking life into it. I said, well, you know what? The doctor told me the truth that I already knew that I am hell, that I am well, right? And for years, everybody asked me, well, how are you doing? I always tell them, man, I'm, I'm fantastic. I'm incredible. I'm great. And last week, you know, I told them, I said, you know what? I'm okay. And in my mind, I was like, I'm not going to get better if I keep telling people I'm just okay. Because my body and my mind are in alignment. So, oh, if okay, it's fine with you. Then if operating at 70% of health is fine with you, well, let's operate at 70% because my mind doesn't know the difference. Now, my heart is like, come on, man. I need the positivity. I need the, the energy, you know, go hug a tree. You know, that's what my heart is telling me, right? Go Absolutely. walk barefoot in the grass. Word. But my mind is like, all right, well, you said we're okay. So we're going to operate at 70%. Been trying to tell you we're not okay, but you know, let's go with it. And people don't, don't put that faith in their words or be strategic in their words often enough to realize that it is very damning and damaging to not only themselves, but whoever they're speaking to, right? You know, when you when you truly speak life into somebody, you not only got to mean it, you got to say the words that resonate with their life force, not just saying things, you know, or or people that, um, oh God, what are those people that um, you know, that people that can't control their tongue, they just be saying stuff. Not not people with Tourette's, you know, Tourette's is a medical is a medical syndrome, but it's similar to that. Th- those people can't necessarily control it mentally right but most of the time they know what they're saying and they truly most of the time don't mean i know a couple of couple of people <laughs> that i've <laughs> met over the years that had tourettes and um, i used to thought tourettes was just a, a comedy thing that they used in television you know people just splat out words and i'm like oh you labeled it tourette so you can have an excuse to call somebody the b word or call somebody stupid or you know say say a bunch of tomfoolery until I did some research on it, and medically, it's, you know, brain cell dismissing and all this other stuff, right? Much like all the other syndromes that are out there. But if we're not speaking life in, in, in the appropriate way, using words the appropriate way that is needed, basically, you know, you don't, you're lacking the faith in yourself to, to grow and be successful in whatever it is that you're doing. Whether you want to lose weight, whether you want to get healthier, promotion at the job, start a business multiply, double your business, you know, um, um, be, be a better spouse, a better parent, right? You limit yourself when you, when you say those things and it destroys the body too. So I've been talking about that because I've really been paying attention to my wordplay this week. And, you know, when you think about saying things like, you know what, I wasn't, you know, your kids get older and you be like, you know, I wasn't the greatest parent the best parent that I needed to be at that time, right? Of course, we all make mistakes. We all miss the mark, right? You know, um, that's the definition of sin, you know, missing the mark, right? We've all done it. We all do it. But you speak life into it, right? I no longer take a loss. I take a lesson, right? Because that's all it is. It's a decision. I was talking to my my daughter was it on the phone this morning? Yeah, earlier this morning. And uh, I'm usually up really early. So, of course, my daughter called me at like six. And I'm thinking automatically, what does she need help with? What's wrong? She'll never call me at six o'clock in the morning. And she was having a an, an epiphany about friendships. 
and not to go into too detail because I know some of her friends listen to this, so I don't want any of them thinking it's just them and they come back to her with this foolishness. But she was she was making a decision between, um, you know, continuing a, a, a friendship or not um, because she was she was concerned about it. And so I told her, I said, well, you know, what are the words that you're speaking life over? Like you, you're, you're so quick to separate you from this person because it's destroying your peace. But maybe God put you in this situation, not only to bless them to come out of their situation, but to expand, you know, your peace for you, right? To, to, to make it a broader scope. I said, there's no coincidence in life. Everything has a purpose. And the reason that you're in this particular person's life may be to bless them. Or to at least show them that they can be blessed. Now, I'm not telling you to stay, you know, I'm not telling you to be, be friends with them if they're, you know, lying and stealing and doing all these things behind your back. And, you know, sometimes you got to have some discernment and know when to walk away, when to separate yourself. But at the same time, did you expand the positives of being in that person's life before you just gave up on them? Because if that was the case, you know, many people would have given up on you. And I don't mean just my daughter, but people in general, because, you know, based on our actions or what we've done and people have given up on many of us that are listening to this based on our actions of what we've done. And I told her to just speak life over the situation. You know, we don't live in fear. Fear is, is the only fear that you have really is the fear of the Lord and the fear of your creator. And that fear is really love in all honesty you know, it's, 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 it's not a fear of cowering and being and, and stepping back and, oh my God, you know, it's, 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 it's a fear of reverence and love, right? And the words that we use and choose to build in this life to grow have meaning and have consequences. I teach a class about consequences because everybody thinks of consequences as being a negative word right? And consequences is not always the result of a bad decision. Consequences are the result of a decision. And when we label it as bad, it becomes something negative. Consequences are a result of whatever happens. Now, of course, all the definitions out there, you know, point toward consequences being, you know, something that has to deal with uh, something negative. You're going to deal with the consequences if you did this. Right. If we just took it as the root and and Keanu brought up great stuff about the English language and words and things of that nature. You know, if we look at consequences as just being a result, we don't have to look at it in a bad light, because if you obey the speed limit. Right. Ninety nine percent of the time, you're not going to get a speeding ticket, not getting that ticket is a consequence. But nobody sees it like that. Getting the ticket is a consequence of speeding, right? If you don't get a ticket, it's still the same thing. It's a consequence. And we have to stop taking the words and making it negative because it eats at the bone and marrow. It makes us sick when we take the words that were meant to be neutral in a sense and take it to another level of making it negative because consequences. You have sex. You get married, you have sex. You're not married, you have sex. She gets pregnant, right? The consequence is that child. That child is not negative because y'all could have planned it. It could have been in a harmonious relationship. All the great things that could happen, it's still a consequence, right? Or on the other end, you know, you, you, you have sex. You don't get pregnant. No disease, anything like that. You, you know, you enjoy your time together. It's still a consequence of it, of, you know, happiness, of joy. Now, you know, dealing with your soul, you know, that's totally between you and God, right? You know, cause there's forgiveness for everything, but those are consequences that don't necessarily have to be negative. It's just a result. And we have to understand that with words, We have to say the words correctly to manifest the necessary outcome that we're looking for. Oftentimes, we focus on the negative. It's kind of part of the society. I think God designed it that way when the devil was created because 
you know, the devil himself can only, he still has to ask God permission to, to test us. Right. And all it is, is a test and it's a pass or fail. There's not an A, B, C, D, or F. <laughs> it's a pass or fail. And a lot of times we give too much energy, too much life to the negative. And I thought about that again this morning when my daughter called me, you know, six o'clock in the morning. First thing I thought was what was wrong, right? Why didn't I think initially her calling me at six in the morning, considering that I'm up, you know, four or five o'clock in the morning anyway, it's just her calling. And there wasn't anything wrong. She just wanted some advice, some perspective. But the first thing I thought, oh my gosh, she's calling me at 6.30 a.m. What is wrong? What has happened? Right? Automatically going to the negative. And I'm one of the most positive people. Most people say that they know. I am a true optimist. 97% of the time, I believe that there's a better outcome and there's there, there's more, there's better, it could be better, et cetera, et cetera. But I even sometimes automatically go to the negative. Oh my God, she's calling me 6.30 in the morning. What is wrong? Might have to go pick this girl up. Might have to go go beat up some some somebody that's harassing her. You know what I'm saying? Might go have to call the police and get this involved. And it was none of that. Now she doesn't know that. Well, she listens to my show. She knows that now. But she didn't know I called that with that because when I answered the phone, I just told her, I said, Well, good morning. I said, What's going on? How can I help you this morning? Even though in my mind I was like, What is wrong? Get to the point. And it was nothing wrong. She just wanted some advice and she was up battling and dealing with it. And we do this on a regular basis, each and every one of us. And we don't think about our word choices. Things like, I'm not very good at that. Yes, go ahead, Gianna. Yeah, chime in. This is Colette Williams. How are you? Oh, hey, welcome. Welcome. Sorry, I thought me me and Keanu was having some good dialogue earlier today. And I didn't see you in the corner. So, well, come on, come on, come on. Welcome, welcome. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I just wanted to say I do agree with you. And I think part of it is the way we are indoctrinated because we're indoctrinated to think negative first. When the phone rings at three, four, five, six, seven o'clock in the morning, we're looking for the negative. But the other thing is that, as you said, it doesn't have to be that way. I listened to uh, someone on Clubhouse, only one person, and he has uh, affirmations, daily affirmations, and they're very, very enlightening. Today, last night and today, it was about the subconscious, and it is so prolific because there is the alpha, the beta, the delta, the gamma, and the theta. And if we think in terms of what goes on in our brains and what we put in our brains and how we think, we could change that, but it's up to us. It's individual. So if we thought about what we say to ourselves and the way we think, we could change all of that. Because your subconscious determines the way you think consciously. And if you, if you put something in your head that's positive, you've got to stay there. And you've got to do everything that you can to stay there. So I just wanted to agree with you and, and uh, let you know that. Well, thank you. Because, I mean, it's it's... Your, your your comment is so true about it being indoctrinated in us. We've kind of been taught it, even with people that have extremely positive parents, you know, growing up. A lot of times we're taught it, you know, by society, the things that we see on television, because, you know, between the ages of, of infancy to about 10, you're really just a sponge, right? And you're truly developed your individual personality most times between the ages of 10 and about 12, right? That's when you start separating yourself, you get more decision-making, et cetera, et cetera. And what has happened in those first 10 years is going to dictate how positive you are, you know, um, as you grow, grow up, 
And then, of course, you can change. Everybody can change. You can make, you know, adjustments and amendments to, you know, your thought process. But a lot of times those things are engrafted in our subconscious at young age. You know, you're ugly, you're fat, you're stupid, you can't pass, you can't play that sport, you have two left feet, you can't dance, you can't jump real high, you know, you're not the smartest whip, you know, I, I, I'd love you, you know, but you're not the greatest, you know, you're not the greatest at doing homework or you're not the greatest at electronics or whatever it is. And what happens is that those words get put into the atmosphere and it breaks the barrier in the universe. And then it does the E equals MC squared thing. It becomes energy and it circles back at the speed of sound. It comes back to that kid's memory when they become older. Mama said, I wasn't good at this. Daddy said, I wasn't good at this. Teacher said, I wasn't good at this. Society said, I was too black. I was too tall. I was too short. Society said that, you know, I have, I have white privilege. Society says I'm Asian and I have to become a, an engineer. I'm a, a, um, a, a engineer, a lawyer or a physicist. You know, I was born in Africa and, and there's only three professions that you know that you do when you come out of the village and go into the mainstream world and that's become an engineer, a doctor, an attorney, right? And when you're fashioned with those things, it kind of just force your subconscious to work towards them. And there's not enough people to help, you know, help you man- manipulate through those things that were embedded and engrafted in you. And many of you listening now, and I want you to take a moment to really think about the the words that have been said to you or over you, you know, in, in the, in the first 10 years of your life, right? The first 20 years of your life, the negativity and think about how that has shaped your mind now and how it's shaped your, your whole inner peace, right? Or that piece of your inner that your subconscious controls because it leads to other things. Like I started at the beginning of the show. You know, your body is always telling you something when something is hurt. And if you ignore it, you know, it could become worse. You got to start listening to that because a lot of the words that come out of your mouth causes physical ailments to the body, which diminishes your faith and causes overall sickness in you. Words are that powerful. Words have that power of a meaning. And that's and called that's called, sorry, dis, that's called dis-ease. And you're a thousand percent right. You tell yourself that it's bad, that it's wrong, that it's ill. It is. As long mm-hmm. as you tell yourself that it is, then it is. That's called dis-ease. So anything that you put out there, you will get it back in some shape, form, or fashion. You will get it back. Dis-ease. That's how it happens. Yep. I'm sorry. And we and we allow it. No, that that that's a good point because we allow it. You know, we 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 choose it. In some situations there's things that that aren't of our choosing, right? You know, when flu season comes and you know, it 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 happens. We touch doorknobs and you know, we walk outside, you know, people with hay fever, you know, there's there's a thousand different things that are out there. Right? But we have to speak more life over ourselves and others to balance out the negative evil that is there. Kiana, you had something? Yeah, I was just going to say a couple of things. One, um, I'm glad you brought up the word consequence earlier. Um, I know that the English language has a lot of compound words and also prefixes and suffixes and all of that stuff. And consequence um, or the sequence of something, when we really do the etymology, as I was saying earlier, of language, then we can dissect it and discover that there are meanings within meanings. So we understand the connotation. We understand what consequence means in literal terms, just flat literal terms without judgment. But then when you actually do judge the word, you realize that it is speaking to a good or bad of a sequence of events or a series of events. And the word con is one that it's sort of, it kind of denotes opposition. 
um, mm-hmm. in, in general terms. It's, it's sort of a, a word that is meant to communicate opposition to the other part of the word that it's connected to, the word or sentence. Sequence, that just means one happening after another happening after another happening. That's just a series of events. So when you say consequence, the consequence of something, meaning the opposite of that which you wanted to be the result is kind of what the consequence is. When you do the etymology of it. Now, when you just look at the whole word, you def- you look at the definition of the entire word, it doesn't speak to it in that way. It speaks mm-hmm. to literally the result of something. It's very mm-hmm. kind of general, general. But again, when you do the etymology, you uncover the hidden meanings that we really don't think about when we're just rattling off whatever it is we need to say. Um, and to both of your points, it is exceptionally important that we really, really understand the words that we're using. We understand the and and each level of meaning mm-hmm. in every word, every sound. Sound is an incredibly intimate medium, more intimate than we really know, than we really fully understand. And it is an extremely large wave when it's traveling through the ether. The fact that you're 1,500 miles away and you can hear my voice, that is sound. Sound waves. Mm-hmm. I hear your voice. Sound waves. They are physical more so than visual. They are in, they're, they're entirely physical in more ways than we can really calculate. So when we're speaking, yes, absolutely, we need to be re- very mindful of what we're saying and, more importantly, why we're saying it. Um, when you when you tackle the why of anything, let me not say tackle, even though football is fun. Um, when you <laughs> understand, when you really understand why you're saying something, then you choose your words far more wisely. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, just wanted to throw that out there that, yeah. And that's, and- that's kind of one of my recent last 10 years hyper discoveries. <laughs> yeah. Because those things are those things are critically important because yeah. you know it, 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 having the history of it and making sure it's used in the right context yeah you know is important because half the people listening to this probably never really understood a consequence just meaning a condition yes right just an outcome all they heard was consequence you did something wrong. Mm-hmm. These are the consequences. You got put on punishment because you were on your phone past curfew. That's a consequence. When it was just a result of the action. And then it's a, if you break down the word the con and sequence, you know, it doesn't help that the word con in its original form is about deception, right? You know, yeah, it has it, op- it's con is usually about opposition. tricking somebody for an outcome or persuade, right? Right. And so you put those two together, it, it's almost like a, um, what's the word oxymoron <clears throat> even though I don't think I've ever used that in the right context because it's an oxymoron in itself right? Uh, it's, but, I think that might be the right one it's uh, basically the reverse of what is intended which is part of the trickery of the word con and also exactly yeah it's a it's a word that functions as a tool of opposition so you're either opposing whatever the outcome is meant to be something different other than what's being presented. So that's the word con represents that action. So I'm going to tell you this thing, but I expect the other thing to happen, which is why it's used for trickery. And when you, you know, it's also um, convex, you know, something is reversed or, you know, so the reverse of its physical form. So it, there's the word con denotes opposition of some kind. Huh. Like conceive. Yes. Context. Yes. Conscious. Yes. <laughs> you see where I, I know you see where I'm going with this, right? Yes. Yes. Conscious, and that's the great right? thing. Yeah. That's how you break down language and really understand the language that you speak. Yes, absolutely. Because I mean, your conscious, your conscious is the one that's really, you know, operating the true function of your body, but it's giving you the opposite of what you're thinking, which is why we have a conscious and, 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 uh, you know, a subconscious and a conscious mind, 
because they're in battle with one another. Conscience, even. Yes, right? I was just going to say, think about the spelling. Conscience, <laughs> the opposite of science. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. The persuasion of, of science in reverse. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we, it, there's, it, it's lived experience that many of us know that the people who are more spiritual or conscious, as we say, um, mm -hmm. scientists really have little alignment. Serious scientists have little alignment in that regard. More so, um, it's starting, that's starting to shift. But traditionally, scientists have been nuts and bolts types of people. You know, if they can't see it, test it, then, you know, that which lives in the in invisible remains invisible for them because they like to live in the nuts and bolts of things. So there's been, you know, when you when you talk, when you speak consciously, it's conscience, you know, the spelling of it. I don't know if that is uh, the, I don't know if that was the intention when the word was created, but it's not not <laughs> the intention when you spell it that way. You know, there's a reason why you, like I said, spell something. You're deciding its meaning. So, right. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens. And, and when you think about it, Everything begins with something and somewhere. Mm -hmm. So if you think in terms of where and when and how it all began, think about it. And and when I had surgery umpteen decades ago, things were changing. And they were talking about the science of medicine. And there was a time when doctors didn't think about the science. They didn't think about the, the, I'm sorry, they only thought about the science of it. They didn't think about the spirituality. And I've heard doctors say, pray. I've heard doctors say, get those things out of your head. Stop thinking in that fashion. Because they are now far more aware of the damage that it does right. over and above the physical aspect of it. Because your mind, as, as HBCUs and the United Negro College Fund and those who are completely aware, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Those are not just words. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. So do your best not to waste your thoughts on those things that don't bring you any value. Not to be a pest, but I I would go as far as to say that phrase, remove the word terrible out of it. Don't don't speak words that are intended to have reverse context. Even though right. the meaning is understood, you understand what the phrase means, but choose a word that speaks directly to your intention. Yep. Yep. Wow. You know what? I'm going to dive a little bit more into this etymology of the workplace, actually. Because, uh, it's quite rich. You know, what I, yeah, what I've written for the show, it, 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 it flows right into it because that's, that's really what I've been challenging and dealing with, you know, this past week. You know, first getting sick and then making sure I speak life and then being aware of the words that I say, mm. you know, um, um, to it as far as recovery and getting better as opposed to, you know, staying, Staying in the doldrums and tired and in pain. So, yeah, that wordplay, conscience, conscience, mm -hmm. right? Construct. I mean, it's supposed to construct, it's supposed to build. Yes. <laughs> but the meaning of the word itself actually tear down because it's deceiving. Persuade somebody to believe something, inception. It's, you're not constructing anything. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Kiana, yeah. I'm going to have to, okay, uh, next week, so you guys know Kiana's going to be a guest host on the show <laughs> um, next week. She is the program runner, so I just want to put it out there now so she she will, will be able to join in the beginning and not wait on her juicy, good, intelligent, tree-hugging <laughs> life, you know, and keep it to herself. I might so, be hugging a tree right now. Right? <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to hug one with you. My daughter really opened up my eyes. It was actually very relaxing, but... yep. This has been Chef DRE, the Chef Day 
Cuisine coming at you with the recipe menu Monday on Attentional Talk Radio. Man, I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in and listening. Thank you for joining today's show. Tune in every Monday, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time uh, to discuss many different topics centered around health and wealth. And now it's going to expand into word ethology. Uh, I can't even say the word because I'm talking too fast. Etymology. Uh, in the future, and uh, in, in the future of my people, and who are my people, you that listen to this podcast. Um, some exciting things are happening with uh, ICRN, and you should be a part of it. So consider sponsoring this show, the network, and help continue on our goal of being a premier black broadcasting internet station for us by us. All right. And don't forget, November 5th, doing an incredible telethon to raise money for the South Sudanese. Um, I will be hosting, so we'll collect. Um, and, and Kenny and some other people that's on there. Kiana most likely will definitely be there too in the background doing her thing. So thank Danny you guys Glover. so much. Oh, oh yeah, Danny Glover. I totally forgot to even mention him in the beginning of the show. Danny oh, Glover will be hosting Danny too. Glover will be hosting, yes. The Lethal yes, Weapon yes. himself will be yes, hosting. Him. Yeah, I'm going to call him Lethal Weapon. I'm not going to let people call him Mr. <laughs> We're not going to talk about the negative character. We're talking about the positive fun guy, okay? Lethal Weapon, yes. yes. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in again. You know, uh, uh, love like you never loved before, man, and enjoy life every day because you only get one chance to do it. I love you, and I will see you next week.